But go sit down. If they could tell you what's really going on, you'll know some more. You'll know some more. I want to be ready. Yeah. I want my name so written in that book. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hallelujah. And I don't want to be out of order. <laughs> Woo! I want to be out of order. And I got to thinking, there's people he's going to say in that day, depart from me, I never knew you. That's right. I never knew you. Your name's not in my book. That's right. And I don't want to be one of those. I went to the nursing home today. I got people in my family. They say they know him, but they don't live this way. They're not separated. They're not separated. He's going to say, depart from me. I never knew you. But all the good I did and all the money I gave and all the church I went to, your name is not written in that book. And I've been studying the intimacy of Christ. And he is very precious. Yes, incredibly is. precious. Yes, is. He is meek and incredibly precious. That's right. That's the one I'm waiting to see. Right. That's the one I know. You ever That's found right. him like that? Uh-huh. If you do and you know him, you're not going to look like the world no more. No. That's right. You're not going to be like this world. I'm going to sing this last verse again. I look around me. I see prophecies fulfilling. And the signs of the times, they're appearing everywhere. I can almost hear the Father. Testament people that had a good experience in the Lord. Um, Well, those were few and far between compared to what we know of today. Because with the salvation that Jesus brought to us and His blood being able to sanctify us and set us apart, and then the baptism of the Holy Ghost, Folks, you may not realize it, but what a lot of the prophets wanted is what a lot of us got right now. Amen. And God wants to use us. And uh, we are going to have to keep walking and realize that politics, that's not what God called us for. Uh, He didn't call us to be running marathons or stuff like that. He called us to be a witness to this lost and dying world. That's what he called us to do. And so when two are going to be in the field, huh? one's going to be taken and one's going to be left. 
But what kind of field are we plowing? I want to plow the gospel seed. Amen. Amen. I want to plow the gospel seed. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Isaiah chapter 42. Isaiah chapter 42. And uh, if you'll stand with me as we take our text here this, this evening. I don't think I'll be preaching too very long, but you never know. Isaiah chapter 42, starting in verse 1. Behold my servant, whom I uphold, mine elect, in whom my soul delighteth. I have put my spirit upon him. He shall bring forth judgment to the Gentiles. He shall not cry, nor lift up, nor cause his voice to be heard in the street. A bruised reed shall he not break, and the smoking flax he shall not quench. He shall bring forth judgment unto truth. He shall not fail, nor be discouraged, till he have uh, set judgment in the earth, and the isles shall wait for his law. Thus saith the Lord, uh, God the Lord, He that created the heavens and stretched them out, He that spread forth the earth and that which cometh out of it, He that uh, giveth breath unto the people and upon it, and spirit to them that uh, walk therein, I the Lord have called, in, called thee in righteousness and will uphold thine hand and will keep thee and give thee a covenant of the people for a light of the Gentiles to open the blind eyes, to bring out prisoners from the prison and them that sit in darkness out of the prison house. I am the Lord, that is my name, and my glory will I not give to another, neither my praises to graven images. Let's bow our heads. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you that your word is forever settled in heaven. And I thank you, Lord, that even back during Isaiah's time, the prophecies of your coming were, were there. And I thank you, Lord, that while you walked upon the earth in your ministry here, that, Lord, you affirmed these words. And, Lord, now we're looking for that rest of the story. We're looking for the rest of it. And we pray, Lord, we pray, come quickly, Lord. Come quickly. Come get your bride. We're ready, Lord. We're making ourselves ready for thee. And, Lord, we appreciate you. I thank you for all you have done. In your blessed and holy name, I pray, Lord, anoint these feeble lips of clay. Help me to speak that which you would have me to speak, Lord, and not that of my own will. Come by, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. These uh, scriptures actually match very closely to uh, Matthew chapter uh, 12. Some of you probably already are aware of that. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 12, we can turn there if you want to, just to take a look at this. But over in Matthew chapter 12, um, in, uh, in verse 17, uh, it said, verse 17, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, Behold my servant, whom I have chosen, my beloved, whom my soul is well pleased. I will give my spirit upon him, I will put my spirit upon him, and he shall show judgment to the Gentiles. He shall not strive nor cry, neither shall any man hear his voice in the streets. A bruised reed shall he not break, and a smoking flax he shall not quench, till he uh, send forth judgment unto victory. And in his name shall the Gentiles trust. 
Then was brought unto him one possessed with a devil, blind and dumb. And he healed him. Yeah. <laughs> Just like Isaiah said. Yeah. Oh, folks, let me tell you, we serve a great God. I appreciate the Trinity of God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. Here in these scriptures, uh, Isaiah is prophesying. He is speaking the words as if the Lord was speaking through him. Amen. He was speaking under the unction of the Holy Ghost. And he said in there, Behold my servant, my servant. We know that Jesus came as a common man. He was anything but common. But if you looked at him, he looked common. He sweated like us. Uh, you know, he got dirty like us. He uh, had to take baths. Uh, I guess he would shave at times. You know, uh, he ate. He got hungry. We know that through the scriptures. He worked in a carpenter shop with his dad. He was just like looking at him, a common man, but he was anything but common. Amen. He was Emmanuel, God with us. Amen. And so he comes as a servant willing to do the Father's will. What was that will? The will of the Father was to come and to bring salvation and to do those things that some of these things that are written right here you can also read over in luke the things that he was to come and do uh, by the mouth of zacharias if you'll remember that but here it said that uh he uh, would come and that the lord himself he said i whom i uphold mine elect he wasn't just anybody. He wasn't somebody picked out. He was His only begotten Son. Only begotten. In whom my soul delighteth. I sometimes get tangled up in studying uh, some of these Hebrew words. Now, I know our Scriptures, this first verse here has got several words here. But there's only, uh, I'll read you the words that are actually the Hebrew words. The other words are implied through the, depth, the defining of the word. But uh, in this verse here, it's servant, uphold, elect, soul, delighteth, put, spirit, judgment, Gentiles. And there where we see the soul delighteth. I don't know about you, but I appreciate the Lord for my soul. Yeah. It's not the same as my spirit. It's my soul. Right. There's all kind of different definitions you can have, but I feel like my emotions, my affections, my laughter, my joy, at times my sadness comes from my soul part. Amen. And uh, here uh, we see that God is saying, my soul delighteth. My soul delighteth. I wasn't really expecting this uh, when I got to digging into that word about uh, that word delighteth. But that word means in the Hebrew, it means a message and a desire. A message and a desire. And not only is it talking about a message and a desire, but it's talking about a potsherd. You know what a potsherd is? It's where a pot has been broken. Yeah. Huh? Sometimes they find pots and they break it and there are, uh, you know, there's wording on that. Well, during, uh, during the days, these ancient days, they would take those old potsherds and write with ink on there things about an order. Okay, if somebody places an order, they'd send a servant to a certain place with a potsherd of a message. 
And a lot of times those potsherds would in, uh, in cause a debt to be had. But in this word delight, it not only means to be happy, but it means to be delighted about a debt that has been paid. <laughs> oh, I'm going to tell you something. The word of the Lord. I, I appreciate God's word. I, I, I love God's word. Just the black and white and red. Just on the, the face of it. But I love to be able to dig deeper. And to see more that God has for us. And here in that scripture he said... I uphold mine elect. I give him support. He is my special. Amen. He is my son. The only begotten son. Amen. And then goes on. My soul delighteth in him. Because he's going to pay that debt. Thank the Lord. And he said, I have put my spirit upon him. I had quite a discussion with some through the years about that word upon. And they uh, would tell me stuff like, well, now the Holy Ghost comes into us, but back in the olden days, it was upon him. Well, if we'll study that word upon, it can mean on the outside, but it also means on the inside. Amen. Amen. And so Jesus being the Son of God, his soul, his spirit was also in him. And notice what it said to bring forth judgment to the Gentiles. I, I don't know. I never, I never imagined things would get as bad as they have been in the last several years now to where the truth cannot be shown and a lie goes forever and ever and ever and topples down the truth i know scripture talks about judgment will be thrown in the streets we're living in that right now folks we're living in that where people say one thing and really and truly it's not not the same thing um putting words in other people's mouths taking uh it it's just a mess how lies are trying to overcome the truth but i'm going to tell you something God's word is true. I don't care what politicians say. I don't care what uh, college um, professors say. God's word is true. Amen. And you don't have to have a DD or a whatever else thing that you might have to have. Only the word of God, if you can read, and most people in here can, even the younger ones. Amen. The Word of God will be explained to you by reading the Word of God. Yes. His Word is explained. And so, He's going to bring forth judgment unto us. Yes. And I'll be honest with you, I believe that's already passed. Okay? He's brought judgment to us. When it went to not just the Jews, but to whosoever will, He brought judgment to the Gentiles. Notice here it said, He shall not cry, nor lift up his voice, nor, uh, I'm sorry, lift up, nor cause his voice to be heard in the street. I have to be honest with you. I've always struggled with that verse a little bit. Why? Because just reading it, it would think like he's just preaching. In the street, you know. But that's not really what it's talking about. Here in these scriptures, that when it talks about him, uh, he shall not cry, it's talking about making uh, trouble, causing disruptions, causing uh, riots, causing things of that type. And so he would not do that. That's not what he came for. He did not come for riots. About the only time I really know that it uh, looked like a riot was about to happen was when they tried to stone him. And if you'll remember what happened, he just disappeared out of their midst. <laughs> when they tried to push him over that edge and stone him, amen, he was delivered. He came right on out of that. But I love this next part. It's been something that's meant a lot to me. 
It says, a bruised reed he shall not break. And a smoking flax he shall not quench. And what he's saying right there is that if somebody is broken and they're bent over, he's not going to stomp on them and kick them on out. No. As a matter of fact, he's going to try to help that one. There are some that they just... they. There's another scripture I used to use in, in uh, preaching this uh, scripture. It talks about people walking through a garden and they don't, they don't care what they're walking over. And in the process of time, they're walking over these plants that the Lord has planted. Here in these scriptures, if he finds us broken, huh? A bruised reed he will not break. Huh? You ever had somebody come up to you and say, why don't you just get over it? The Lord doesn't say that. He understands our needs. He understands our uh, uh, situations in our lives. And uh, not only that, it's said that a smoking flax, he will not quench. But instead, he'll flame... Uh, Fan that flame, huh? And add a little fuel to the fire. Oh, you know, the cares of this life and the troubles of this life can get us down, break us sometimes, make it feel like our fire's about to go out. But you know what? The Lord's not going to put out that fire, nor is He going to break us off. But instead, He's going to come by and He's going to help us. Amen. He's going to fan that flame. He's going to fan that fire. Amen. And He's going to strengthen us. And He's going to bring forth judgment unto truth. Judgment unto truth. He's going to bring a justice that is stable and strong. That is always right. Come on. I don't know about y'all, but I, I look forward to that. You ever had a, uh, maybe the court, you know, come and do something, or maybe a municipality do something, and it just wasn't right? I, I know of a case that I can tell you about that had, doesn't have me involved hey, like that. But um, our little Mexican restaurant down here was happy to be able to uh, get the next uh, building next to them so they could expand. They put a lot of money into that expansion. Uh, they were all excited and they were doing the final inspection and the city inspector said, now you're not going to use both sides of these. Kind of sound like a funny thing to ask them. They had remodeled both sides. He said, now you're not going to do that, are you? Yeah. He said, no, you can't do that. You can either use this side or the other side. And he waited to the last minute. Now they said that uh, they're going to charge them, what, 200000 something like that? Per year. Per year over the next 10 years to give them some kind of septic system to be able to use. Isn't that nice of the city? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Judgment unto truth. We're needing that. Amen. We desire that. Amen. We need that. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I appreciate our justice system to the best that, that it is, but I can tell you there are people that are serving life sentences for little drug deals that they did, yeah. and I'm not for drugs one bit. But you can go out and kill somebody and be back on the street in about five years. That's right. Where's the justice at this? Yeah. Huh? We're talking about God's justice. And so, I like also these next scriptures that he said, He shall not fail. The devil will tell you that 
Jesus is not strong enough to keep you. That He's not strong enough to deliver you out of sin. He's not strong enough to help you to be able to live a holy and a righteous life. But I'm going to tell you, when Jesus came, He did not fail. I don't care that, about that fellow from uh, East Texas that said that Jesus messed up and that He failed because if He had really applied Himself, He wouldn't have hung on the cross. No! He, he won victory by the cross. Amen. It's by that precious blood that was shed upon Calvary. Amen. That perfect blood, that sinless blood that was shed that we might be saved. And not only saved, but be healed, be helped, and be kept. Oh, the last thing the Lord ever wants is for somebody to backslide. While y'all were talking about the signs of the time, I think that's my number one sign as I get older and I can start racking up a large number of people that are no longer with us, but they have decided they know a better way or a shorter way or whatever. I'm going to tell you, he will not fail. Amen. Don't get discouraged. Be encouraged. The Lord will encourage us. Huh? A pastor several years ago, Teresa and I were going through a test and a trial. If you're not going through a test and a trial, you might as well get used to it because that's the Christian life. Okay, but we were going through a test and a trial several years ago and uh, I was talking to my pastor when we lived in Illinois and he said, be of good cheer. Yeah? He said, the ship will sink. I said, what kind of encouragement is that? He said, but you stay with the ship, the ship of Zion, amen? You stay with that ship, amen? And you will be safe. If we'll stick with the Lord, I'm not telling you that everything around us, it won't be changed and family members won't die and family members won't get messed up. I'm not telling you all that because that's probably going to happen. But what I can tell you is that if you'll hold on to Jesus, He will not fail. Amen. He never gets discouraged about your situation. He knows what the purpose is. Amen. And there is always a purpose for your tests and your trials, for your heartaches, for the valleys that you go through, for the deserts that you walk through. There is a purpose and there is a reason. And He is never discouraged. Amen. So hold on to your courage. Till he have set judgment in the earth and the isles shall wait for his law. Folks, we're waiting. We're waiting. I don't think it's going to be too very long. I can't tell you just when. I'm trying to live every day like it's my last. Yes. Come on. Now, I, you can ask my wife. I'm no longer the little energized bunny that goes around click, 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 click like that. Some days I, I get around pretty good, and some days I'm tired, huh? And sick. But you know what? I'm still going on for Him. And so, but when the Lord blows that trumpet and the bride in Christ rises up first, then the dead in Christ will rise. They're also the bride. And then, within a short period of time, uh, that's the big, you know, everybody tries to guess how long that's going to be. I can't tell you, but it's not going to be very long. Okay? Then, the millennial reign begins. How does that begin? With the Lord Himself riding the front, right in the front with that big horse. And he's going to come down and he's going to speak that word and all of it, the enemies of God right. will be laid out. That's right. Amen. And Satan will be bound right. and uh, the Antichrist and they'll be thrown over into the bottomless pit. And then we will have a thousand year reign with Jesus Amen. on this earth. Amen. Woo! Hallelujah. Judgment will be right. That's right. 
There will be no bad judgments. I can't quite understand all that I read sometimes about how there might be a nation that won't come to Jerusalem. I don't understand that during that millennial reign, but it's there. It's there in the scriptures. But oh, what the reign and the blessings that the rest of the world will have will be withholding from that place until they do come back to Jerusalem. Come on. I want to make it. I want to be part of that. And I don't know if the Lord will give me a, a, a corner to govern over or if He'll give me a little hamlet or a little town or a little village or what. I just want to be there with the Lord. That's what I want to do. But when He does that, that will be the law of the Lord all across his, this land. And I want to tell you something, folks. There will not be a true Christian nation until that time. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. America will not be that nation. Israel will not be that nation. So, uh, some of those countries in, in Africa will not be those nations. It's, it's really, really sad to see and look at history of the, quote, Christian nation's history. Mm-hmm. Folks, Christian nation is in our heart. Mm-hmm. That's where the kingdom is at, That's is right. in our heart. Right. Amen. We abide by His laws. And we're heading to His land and we're the people of His land and of His kingdom talking of Jesus. Amen. But you cannot dictate that to other people. They've got to come to it on their own. They've got to come to Jesus Christ. Repent. Amen. And turn around. I don't know where that came from. Teresa, come on, be getting us a song. Then it, it changes in here. Instead of the Lord speaking directly about Jesus, He begins to talk about us. I'm sorry, it, it's not. In verse 6 it says, I, the Lord, have called thee in righteousness and will hold thine hand. In every test and trial Jesus went to, God the Father was there. Never left Him. And He said, and will keep thee. Hold on. Embrace one another. Amen. I will keep thee and give thee for a covenant of the people for a light of the Gentiles. Prophetic. God's intention was never for the Jews to always be the only chosen people. But He he sent it out for whosoever will. (laughs) I will. I'll come to you, Jesus. I'll follow after you. I'll live for you. And I thank the Lord. This was the part that uh, in uh, Matthew, it directly, almost instantaneously uh, uh, was answered. It said, to open the blinded eyes and to bring out prisoners from the prison. In that particular case, it was a boy who had been possessed by a demon and he was both dumb and blind. And the Lord delivered him. Have you been delivered? Do you now see? Oh, let me tell you something. When we see through the Holy Ghost eyes and the Holy Ghost lenses, we'll see things that don't look like what the rest of the world thinks they see. Come on. But instead, we'll look. I... I'm sorry, I just have to be honest with you, but 25 years ago, 
If I saw an old bum on the side of the road with a sign, you know, hungry, you know, homeless, I wouldn't give them an offering. And I'll be honest with you, I still don't give them an offering. But anyway, unless God deals with me, okay? But my thought back then was, you bum, if you just go out and get you a job, you'd be all right. But the Lord changes these lenses. And those folks out there, some of them really do need help. Some of them are making quite a living off of it. Okay? But we need to have compassion on sinners and all those who are far away from God. I'm still not real hip on the different colored hair that I see from time to time. Mauve and green and bright orange. But you know, that's generally a signal. You know, pray for me. I need help. I am broken. I need help. And so, I appreciate the Lord that He saw me when I was lost and undone. And He didn't throw me away. And He didn't say, I've been trying to talk to Him for five years. Forget it. He's will never get saved. I thank the Lord. He tried one more time. He tried one more time. Not only are our first names about the same, but I wasn't raised in holiness. Pretty worldly Baptist folk. Huh? And really by the time I got saved, I had pretty well made up my mind I was going to be a heathen. Huh? I didn't want to go to church. I want to do things my way. But the Lord reached down got a hold of my heart and I hadn't been the same since hadn't been the same since let's stand all across the house here I don't want to ever be insensitive I've been accused of it sometimes and I hope I haven't but I don't want to ever be insensitive to the place where I don't recognize people's uh, brokenness and their hurt and their being downcast. Satan will either get you one way or the other. He'll either give you riches and glory or he'll break you down to what you said you would never be. I appreciate we serve a God who is touched by the feeling of our infirmity. He knows where we're at. And I want to tell you something. Since 1981, Brother David, I haven't always been high. I've been low a few times, but I haven't been in and out. (laughs) I've been holding on for God. And I can tell you, if you'll hold on, the Lord will bring you out of whatever test, trial, place that you're in. Hold on. Hold on. Well, Jeff, why? I can't answer you the why. But I can tell you this much. There's a lesson in it. Learn the lesson as quickly as you can. You'll find you'll come out of it a lot faster. Come on. And then be tender. You, I want to tell you, you will be tender when you come out of it toward others because you've been there. Let's bow our heads. Dear Lord Jesus, right now, I'm not sure how to close this service, but I thank you, Lord. I thank you that you came right on time. And I thank you, Lord, that you came to our hearts right on time. And I thank you, Lord, that your 
uh, catching of your children away, your church, your bride, it'll be right on time. But Lord, while we are going through the tests and the trials, I pray, dear Lord, encourage those who are discouraged. Encourage those, Lord, who are downhearted. Encourage those, Lord, who are faint. Help them, Lord, not to faint in the way. But Lord, I pray, lift them up. Support them, Lord. Help them to hear your voice. Encourage them to go a little farther. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. I'm just going to invite all of us, if we would, to come gather around this altar. Let's thank the Lord. If you're discouraged, it's not, it's not a sin. But ask the Lord, Lord, help me to be encouraged. Help me to draw closer to you. Come, let's pray.
honest You can take what's wrong Make it Take what's wrong. 